When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You know the difference between hockey and those other sports? You gotta be tough to be a hockey player. I idolized Dominic Kaczyk. I played goalie because of Dominic Kaczyk. My life in hockey has been started because of Sabres hockey. I didn't need playoffs this year. I wanted it, but I didn't need it. But when you screw up for the fans as much as the team has over the last, like, five years, and just don't hold yourself accountable, I'm sorry, I'll hang up and listen, I'm sorry. Welcome to Two Goalies, One Mike, an in-depth look and behind-the-mask conversation about the greatest game on earth, where everything goes and nothing's off limits. Now I'll tell you something about this guy. This is only three minutes, eh? Whammo! Welcome to I'll Hang Up and Listen. I am Dwayne, the host of Two Goalies, One Mike. Here, uh, obviously, to talk about the tonight's 5-4 to four victory by the Buffalo Sabres over the Washington Capitals, featuring three goals from Tage Thompson for his 30th of the season, for his third hat-trick of the season on the J- 3rd of January, um, to transition from that with all the threes into uh, the most important thing that we're going to talk about is um, DeMar Hamlin and what we all witnessed last night during Monday Night Football, uh, sh- you know, not too far into the uh, first quarter. Um, last night when he collapsed on the field after taking a hit to the chest um, from wide receiver T. Higgins. Um, just, you know, throughout the day, well, last night, uh, we all, we've always known – Bills Mafia, the city, not just Bills Mafia, but the city of Buffalo itself is a one big community, one huge family. Um, and one thing I've really learned over the last 24 hours is how ingrained with both, not just, you know, the Bills, the Sabres, how ingrained we are with these teams, like how much a part of our DNA these teams are. And everybody who wears that jersey how proud we are that they represent us. So in turn, that makes us feel like that they're part of our family. And I think that sentiment is echoed over and over and over again over the last 24 hours. Just you see, you know, the tweets, the posts, just people, people, you know, speaking out on how they feel with the situation, showing their just purest form of emotion over what Damar Hamlin and his family both both his you know direct family and extended family and the bills are going through right now and it's it's been very difficult to be a part of this because at the end of the, it, 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 it you know at the end of the day you know yeah yeah they are you know yes they are football players they're paid athletes yes 100% but at the end of the day they're human beings with families that they go home to every single day uh, but for some of these athletes, even maybe 
their, their family isn't there on these teammates, these players, the us as fans, we're their family. So for us to show this immense amount of support for DeMar Hamlin, I, I will say this. I am proud to be a Buffalonian. I am proud to be a Buffalo Bills fan. I am proud to be a Buffalo Sabres fan. I am proud of this community. And I and just to see the outpouring just from all over North America. You know, Tom Brady donated $10,000 to his charity. Um, you know, Tom Brady did. I saw Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho, Hall of Fame. My opinion, my favorite wrestler of all time. It, it's kind of funny. He donated $5,000. He misspelled his name during his donation. You know, he said C-H-R-R-U-S instead of I-S. So, it's you know, just so there's leaving well enough alone. He donated an additional $5,000 and spelled his name correctly. So it, it's wild, you know, um, just to see the outpouring of support from everybody around North America, the country, the world uh, for DeMar Fam and his, and his family. Because, you know, I would love to see the reaction of DeMar when he's told, you know, when he does pull through this, I, I've, so I, I believe if anything, tonight's performance from Tage Thompson, you know, make how, how it makes me feel um, with him again, getting his 30th goal, getting three goals for his 30th goal, his third hat trick of the season at the three minute mark of overtime on the 3rd of January. If there's anything to me that says to me is that he's going to pull through this, um, you know, he's going to make a full recovery and I would love to see the reaction, you know, that he'll have when, when people tell him, you know, not just Bill's mafia, but the world donated this. It was last time it was well over $5 million for his toy drive. Um, and it's just so heartwarming, but I also, you know, not to step away from the subject, but there is a family out there. I know there was a, a foundation or a GoFundMe started by a man named Dwayne Price for a family in Buffalo who uh, lost five children in a house fire. I know with obviously what happened to DeMar Hamlin last night, kind of being at the top of everybody's, you know, timeline um, here in Buffalo, especially um, if you haven't had an opportunity to look at that, I encourage anybody to go donate to that family um, losing five children in a house fire. I can't even fathom what that's like. I mean, we've been through, a lot the past year in Buffalo between, you know, what happened on uh, May 14th um, to, you know, this with DeMar Hamlin, the blizzard, uh, you know, the, the, the house, this house fire. I, I think, I think Buffalo has been through a lot um, over the last year. And if we can make this family's life just financially a little bit better, I really wish we would. Um, we've shown we do it be before in the past. Last time I looked, the GoFundMe was up to $45,000, but I know I know this community can do better. So please do whatever you can to help them. Um, again, uh, you can check out my social media platform on Twitter, at DwayneS39. Uh, I posted it a couple times. Uh, you know, it's a go I guess, a GoFundMe account uh, created by Dave Dwayne Price. So, and I'll post it again after this. Uh, I'll, I'll put it in the, uh, I'll put it in the, the comments underneath this, on this tweet. But uh, regardless, like I just said, you know, any thoughts? Uh, I'll open up the peanut gallery here in a second. Any thoughts on Demar Hamlin? Uh, again, I tweeted out the link for for YouTube and those watching on Facebook. Uh, you know, I'd love to hear your thoughts on the situation. And you know, you know, 
I'm not, I said it, I'm not a religious person at all, like literally at all. But I, I prayed today for Damari Hamlin. I prayed for those fam. I prayed for that family um, that they'll all pull through this. So um, really tough times um, for everybody involved. And, you know, I, uh, my thoughts uh, go out to them because um, we're one big family. We're one big community. And what affects one of us, one of us affects all of us. And again, I said, as I said, to start the show, that's just the one thing that I feel was echoed through all of this is, and I, I had a friend actually, uh, you know, send me a, send me a, uh, a message and they said, you know, I live on the other side of the country and I was wearing my Bills jersey today and I had strangers coming up to me and talking to me and telling me how brave, you know, brave I am and you know this and that. I said, I just didn't feel like I was worthy of all this. And she goes, I was emotional. I was emotional to start. And, you know, this is just, you know, I, I, I don't want to tell these people that, you know, to back off, you know, I, I you know, I, I'm gracious for what they're saying, but I'm an emotional wreck over this, over this whole thing. And, but like, just, just to see like what this team is um, for us, what we mean to them and how it's ingrained in everything you know, the Bills Mafia, I think, has re been reverberated. The, the meaning behind it and the value and, and what it means to us as fans it is echoed. Absolutely echoed over the last 24 hours, more than ever before. Um, that, you know, they, they, we feel like they're part of our family. You know, again, I, I everything I've seen on social media, everything I've seen uh, from talking or heard from talking to friends and coworkers today is just, you know, what that team means to the people of Buffalo. And when you put on that Jersey or, you know, pa past, present or future, um, you know, that you are one of us, you represent us and what happens to you happens to us. So um, again, my thoughts are to DeMar Hamlin and his family, extended family, i.e. the Bills, the Bills players and, Anybody who out there who has taken this uh, very hard, you know, my thoughts are out to you. Um, this this has not been an easy 24 hours. So, um, you know, with that being said, um, you know, hashtag Hamlin Strong. I hope we get that. Hope that is trending. Um, and you'll pull through this, man. You know, like I've, I've seen a lot of stories about you over the last 24 hours, video snippets and videos of who you were even before you were, you know, a Buffalo Bill and you have a lot left to give in this life. And um, that's why I know you're going to pull through this because of the positive individual you are and that uh, you will still continue to be. So a couple clicks for DeMar Hamlin um, and knowing that he'll pull through this. And, uh, you know, I know that Fanatics and the NFL have agreed to donate any proceeds for uh, DeMar Hamlin jerseys to his foundation, to his toy drive. Uh, I'm sure we've all seen the GoFundMe uh, links, you know, uh, somewhere on social media today. So please make sure you support that if you haven't already. And again, support the family who, uh, you know, lost five loved ones in a house fire uh, this past week. But uh, the Sabres today, tonight won a, uh, again, my opinion for DeMar Hamlin, uh, five to four against the Ottawa, uh, sorry, 
uh, the uh, Washington Capitals. Um, honestly, a game that I thought really never, you know, got out of control of Buffalo. I thought that, you know, there, there, there are peaks and valleys for sure, but I thought for the most part, Buffalo really controlled the pace of play tonight. Um, really took it to Washington uh, at one point up three to one. At never any point, even when they went down four to three, did I feel like they were out of this game or they were going to lose. That's just how, you know, they continue to keep their foot on the pedal. And again, every single game, you're going to have a few, unless you're, unless you're team Germany playing team USA and the world juniors where they lost 11 to one, there was, you know, a, a small, a, a few moments where, you know, Oh my God, you know, I mean, when I pull this one out, you know, moments where Alex Ovechkin really took over the game. He had two goals tonight. Um, but even with that, even with Ovechkin playing as well as he did tonight, uh, the Sabres still, you know, kept their foot on the gas kept playing their game, kept things simple. And yeah, I think tonight really showcased the top line of, you know, Tage Thompson, Alex Tuck, and Jeff Skinner, and how good they are specifically. And I'm not, not trying to take any shine away from Jeff Skinner, but specifically Alex Tuck and Tage Thompson, how in sync those two are right now. Um, It was fun to watch. We saw the first goal by Alex Tuck, you know, uh, Tage Thompson paying a little homage to Brian Campbell with the spinorama backhand pass to tuck in front. Uh, and he slipped that one by uh, Darcy Kemper. And then Tage Thompson followed right up uh, with, a, with a goal off a pass from, from Alex Tuck. Um, and I believe the third goal um, was again, was Tage, was Tage Thompson again uh, in his office in Ovi's house, no less in Ovi's spot where I'd imagine they'll put a giant eight once he retires and they retire his number. They'll put an eight in that spot for, for his office on each side of the ice. He did it from his office with a 97 mile an hour slap shot and absolutely blew it by uh, Darcy Kemper. Um, again, just Tage really on full display and prove, I, I can think continuing to prove to people why, in my opinion, he should be the league MVP this year, especially if this team makes, makes the playoffs. Uh, you know, I think both him and even Darlene, uh, to an extent proved to be MVP worthy candidates. Darlene, for sure. The Norris, in my opinion, I know Carlson's having a phenomenal year in San Jose, but, um, my opinion, uh, what Darlene has been doing all season long and his ability to take over games. You can't tell me that guy isn't a front runner for the Norris. Um, you know, again, that's just my unbiased opinion. I'm really trying to be unbiased with that. But uh, and then obviously Tuck. I'm sorry, not Tuck. Uh, well, Tuck. Yeah, an assist from Tuck. Uh, Tage finishing it off in overtime uh, in front of the net with a Darcy, Darcy Kemper, who was pretty much having a garage sale in front of the net, it was all over the place. Um, finishes off the Capitals in overtime. Just a, uh, a a moment that the city really needed tonight. Um, the people of the city really tonight, like. I'm not going to sit here and say, like, you know, it's a break from what happened last night. But even for just a few hours, it gives us, you know, uh, it gives us not something else to think about because I don't think it's – I think it's impossible not to think. Um, it's it, it's not impossible. Uh, it's, it's impossible not to think about what happened with uh, – you know, DeMar Hamlin, but it kind of gives us a moment of, 
I, I can't find the word, but you, I, I think you guys know what I'm trying to say. Just a moment that we really needed after last night, seeing a man who for nine minutes was receiving CPR and had to have an AED performed on field in front of his brothers, you know, grown men weeping around him. I think that moment, that in particular, really, really, you know, stood out the most of that whole situation and us as fans having to see that uh, them as teammates and brothers having to see their brother on the ground, going through that, his mother in the, in the stands, having to see that um, tonight, at least for a few hours, gives us a moment that we really needed as a community to, to, uh, you know, feel, feel, feel uh, some positivity, I guess. Um, And again, you know, if you want to, if you're, you know, you want to feel like what I said to start the show, that it's just he scored three for his 30th on January 3rd for his third hat trick of the season at the three-minute mark of overtime. If we want to, like, kind of take that and think, like, wow, you know, uh, uh, you know, that's that's a positive omen, I'm, uh, I'm here for it, you know. So um, I, I think it's a good sign of things to come, you know, in terms of DeMar Hamlin. Uh, again, much love, a lot of love out to him. Um, but the Sabres have just been nothing but rolling, you know, take, take away that Ottawa game where, uh, obviously we lost that. We ran into a hot goaltender and Anton Forsberg. Um, you know, we, it, it's, uh, this team has almost seemed unstoppable over the last month, you know, month taking it, you know, outside of the small break we had to have because of the blizzard here in Buffalo, but they've just been unstoppable. And, uh, it's, it's just been a breath of fresh air as a hockey fan. So uh, I'm going to pull up the peanut gallery here and see what everyone else, uh, everyone comment. Uh, Paramap pictures. All this cannot be a coincidence. Three goals, third heady, third game of the road trip, three-minute mark, January 3rd. I agree. I, I don't think this is a coincidence. I think it's a sign of good things to come. Three points for Tuck, three points for Thompson, third heady of the season for Thompson on third, January 3rd. During three v three in OT, we're all finding more threes here. It's nonstop for Tom's thirtieth. Three minutes in OT. What are the chances? I, I'd say very slim. I don't think it's a coincidence. Uh, this is this all has to mean something special for us, including Demar. I agree. Uh, Greg Malcolm, remember when Chris Jericho walked down the ramp and Goat had a away jersey on SmackDown in Dallas after the no goal in nineteen ninety nine? I do remember that. I do remember that. You know, referring to Chris Jericho. My uh, comments about his donations to DeMar Hamlin's toy drive earlier. He made two separate donations. Uh, he made the first one for 5K where he accidentally misspelled his own name on the donation. And then he followed up with another 5,000 donations so he could spell his name correctly. Uh, found that kind of funny in a moment of, uh, you know, in a moment of despair. Uh, prayers for DeMar Hamlin from Chris Durek. Prayers for DeMar Hamlin and his family. Thoughts are, Thoughts and prayers are with him. Congrats TNT on 30 for number three and 30 on the season. UPL straight five straight wins. Thank God we woke up and came back. Hashtag Buffalo strong. Absolutely, bud. And uh, I always appreciate when Chris pops in. I was scared yesterday when Hamlet claps in the field. I'm praying for him, his family, Robbie. Absolutely. Um, you know, we all are Thompson gets 30. I'm excited for this season. Yep. Uh, you know, he's just been uh, an, an absolute tear and MVP pace. If this team makes the playoffs when Granado, then Granado should win the Jack Adams and Adams should win GM of the year. I a hundred percent agree. They both should as well. There should be a long line of Sabres awards at the NHL awards ceremony. If this team finds a way to make the playoffs a hundred percent. 
Um, so good to see Jost get that goal. Huge goal. Got to love getting that depth scoring. Absolutely. Um, you know, the kids line wasn't really on their A game tonight. Um, so, you know, that third line of uh, Jost, Middlestat, and I think it was Olsen, uh filled in tonight. Um, still Olsen. I know uh, Kyle Quick, shout out to him, messaged me during the uh, overtime period why Olsen wasn't on, you know, that power play unit. Four on four. It's probably because it's four on four. But even so, any power play unit, you know, with a, you know, with an advantage, I have to admit, I would like to see Olsen out there with Tage because I think you have a two-headed monster that maybe you're not utilizing enough because you have to respect both shots. You have to respect both shots. So, um, and it makes it very difficult as for a penalty kill to respect both of those shots because of you know how dangerous they can be from each side. Um, that's just my opinion, and I know is you know shout out to Kyle Quick. Uh, his opinion as well. Um, personally, I feel like shit. Hamlin having big shoes to fill and hide became a whipping boy for performance. I didn't know anything about him personally, but he seems to be a good human being. I mean, Hamlin, you know, had as I you know, I'm not considering talk about his performance um, because I mean that's not probably not the time for that. But um, but you know, again, very, like you said, Matt, very big shoes to fill. And he had some great moments out there on the field moments, uh, you know, where he did play very well. So, uh, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say he was a whipping boy, Benny stretched the means. So um, I believe that Olofsson is a bigger problem than Mitz. Um, I don't disagree with you. I definitely don't disagree with you um, at all, Greg. Uh, Greg. Um, Olofsson's problem not being on the ice for the OT is his defensive play. It's a snake bite as trying to force the shots. No, that's why I said, you know, especially being a four on four, I can see that, um, you know, but any five man situation um, during, you know, period one through three, I'd love to see him out there more because I think it makes that power of play a little bit more deadly, even though, even though, um, you know, the advantage of having your top line out there, Skinner, Tuck and Tage. I mean, that is a huge advantage as well, because I think they're the best line in hockey right now, but um I just, uh, you know, a big win for Buffalo. I think it was their 19th win of the season. I'm going to check that right now. I believe that brings Buffalo. Let's check that right now. They are 19. If they can give me a record here. I want to say that was their 19th uh, win of the season. I'm almost positive. Um, You know, I'm not sure how. Come on. Sorry, guys. This is Peter's just running a little slow here. Um, da, 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 da. Yep, 19, 15, and two. Um, now, in terms of the standings, that puts Buffalo in fourth place in the Atlantic. They have 36 games played, uh, one more game played than Tampa, and two less games played than Toronto, one less game played than less than the Bruins. Um, I mean, the Bruins are kind of running away with the division. Um, 62 points, um, 62 points and 37 games played with a 29, four and four record, just my bananas numbers, but Buffalo still standing, standing strong, uh, as the highest scoring team in the NHL with 143 goals for 122 against one of the more, uh, you know, you know, draw dropping numbers in terms of Boston, those 83 goals against to Buffalo's 122. Is that like, 
kind of saying that Buffalo had a huge lack of goaltending to a certain extent. Yes. You know, a few weeks ago for sure. But that also, in my opinion, was also a big thing with injuries on your blue line, not having Samuelson, not having Yoki Haru the first time around, not having Labushkin for a little while. I think that was more of a sentiment to that. You know, I don't think any goaltender, I mean, Anderson somehow kept his numbers pretty solid during that, but you know, Comrie before he got hurt, struggled, you know, with that lack of depth on your blue line. You had three AHL defensemen playing, you know, 20 minutes a night. And then, um, you know, you had, uh, you know, even, you know, UPL, you know, who's really come on as of late. Uh, he was struggling too with that. I mean, his goal, his goals against average is a testament to that period in time where defensively we were a train wreck. It, it was bad. So, um, you know, he's been battling, you know, get those numbers back down uh, with his play over the last five, six games. So, um, but again, they sit fourth in the uh, Atlantic division. Um, and again, really trying to make a push uh, in the new year, you know, to really make themselves a competitor for a playoff spot uh, for a wild card, I assume, like at the beginning, at, at the end of the season. Um, more comments. Can this team match the 308 goals of 0506? That's going to be tough, man. Um, I don't know about that. That's, uh, yeah, <laughs> that was a special hockey team. That was a really, really, I'm not saying this isn't a special hockey team, but that was a really special hockey team. I mean, your third line was Derek Roy, Maximum Fenneganoff and Thomas Vanek. Um, that's going to be a really, really tough, uh, uh, to, if that, if that's your goal, uh, um, to, to match that, those goals for, uh, that's going to be really tough. Excuse me. Um, but you know, I mean, it's not on the realm of possibility, but that was possibly the deepest team this organization, this franchise has ever had with Ryan Miller and that, um, uh, yeah, I, that would be a tough call. I wouldn't put my money on it, but I'm, it, it's not a, completely out of the realm of possibility. Um, more comments here. I'm at 0607, but still, you know, 0607, it's still, still my, my, it doesn't change at all. I mean, your centers on those teams were, you know, uh, I want to say Tim Conley was a center or it was the a winger. I can't remember, but you had Drury, Briere, Conley, Roy, like the depth down the middle on those teams were so insanely good. And that's why I've been a kind of a big advocate to go out and get another center for this team, because as good as Dylan Cousins and Tage have been, you can never have too many good centermen. Um, and I think if we're going to really make a push, that's the move I want to make is, you know, as much as it'd be nice to get a Brock Besser, which I'm completely in favor for to have another winger, I would love for them to go find another center, um, you know, to give you a transit, a, a, a second and third line that can tra transition back and forth depending on the matchup, because I think, you know, being deep down the middle is just as important as having, you know, a bona fide top four defensive pairing. Um, yep. But I will take the 282 and 0506. Yeah. I, so will I, so will I, uh, Conley was a center. Yes. That's what I thought. Uh, first and Ryan Johnson for Eric Carlson. I mean, they would have to retain a lot of salary, but uh, that's a big, that's like a $10 million price tag for the rest of his contract. Only if San Jose is willing to take like half of that salary, even though we can afford it. That's not half, but that's a lot, especially, you know, I know he's come on this season, but uh, he has dealt with a lot of injuries over the course of his career. So 
I know he, I know he is asked out. I believe they have another defenseman that they've been shopping to. Uh, it was announced today. If, if people want to refresh my memory in the, in the peanut gallery there, let me know who it was. They, they put a guy in the trading block who's a defenseman. I can't remember his name. Um, Gostad and Hesh were centers too. I mean, yeah, the team was loaded at down the middle. Uh, and we just drafted tons of centers. Yeah, absolutely. But some of those guys just aren't really, uh, ready to make that jump yet. Maybe next year. Like Yuri Kulik, Matthew Savoy, Noah Oslin were the three we took in the last draft. You guys have like Isaac Rosine uh, the year before. I'm not sure if he was a center or not, if he was a winger. But, uh, you know, there's a lot, you know, there's a lot of depth on the middle going on the road. But I think that you should make a move for a center uh, either in season here in a couple of weeks if they continue to string some wins together or at the deadline. Just my opinion. Ryan Merkley, yes. Ryan Merkley was just made available, and uh, Verana out of uh, Detroit was put on waivers as well. I think Verana would be a huge upgrade. As I know he's dealt with some, you know, not to bring up some substance abuse, but I hear that he's gotten that all figured out. You know, we all deal with demons, and I'm not going to shed any light on a player because he's dealt with demons um, and struggled. But, uh, you know, I believe it was, is it Ryan Kessler? Who dealt with the same types of demons? I want to say it was Ryan Kessler. Um, or no, Bobby Ryan. It was Bobby Ryan. Sorry, not Ryan Kessler. Bobby Ryan dealt with a lot of issues as well. And he was, you know, able to make a comeback. Um, no, you know, and right, you know, which is why I'll never, you know, discount a player for struggling internally. You know, we all dealt with our own demons, and I'll never say a player is not worthy to play for my team because he's dealt with demons. Um, but uh yeah, Robert Verana, uh uh, you know, Ryan Merkley, I think would be great additions to this team on uh, the blue line. I know there's been so many rumors about Jacob Chikrin. Um, you know, they're being interested there at Kevin Adams to bring him to play on the opposite side of Owen power. I would absolutely love that. Um, and some other centers, if you guys have heard anything, you know, in the rumor mill, that's where I'm at. Like find me another center, find me another defenseman. And I think this team could really do some damage and make a, a make a legitimate playoff run, even though I feel I feel that's what they've been doing right now. Uh, again, I just uh, for me, I, I I those are the two positions I would need to address. And the decision for Kevin Adams about goaltending, um, you know, once Eric Comrie is off this rehab assignment, I know he beat the, the Marley, they beat the Marlies, and he had like a very played very well, made well over thirty saves. I think he only gave one up one goal. Um, and a, and a win against the Marlies. Uh, you know, there's a decision that you're going to have to make because Eric Comrie's on a one one way deal. You can't just send him back to Rochester once he's done with his rehab assignment. And I feel like you're going to have a lot of respect for uh, for for Craig Anderson. You're not going to waive him. And I I feel like the, the the number of teams he would accept a trade to if they were interested are very very small. You know, he's gotten to a point in his age where I think he struggled, not struggled, but questioned about coming back this season. And I think he was comfortable playing, coming back to Buffalo for, you know, the culture and the relationships he built here. So I think out of respect for a guy like Craig Anderson, you really had to sit back and really look at this whole situation. Like, what do I do? Because you just can't wave. I mean, you can wave Eric Comrie, but you're going to lose him for nothing, essentially, um, if by doing so. Um, and I don't think he's played bad to the point where it justifies waving him, but has UPL played too good, uh, to, you know, 
not waive Eric Comrie? I don't know. So, and that's a, that's a tough decision for Kevin Adams to make. It really is. Um, Tony D'Angelo, Alec Martinez. I like Alec Martinez. Uh, Tony D'Angelo, you got a lot of baggage there. Um, I know I just said that I wouldn't discount a player uh, for 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 de- dealing with demons, but that guy has been a you know been a bad egg for a while. I don't know if I would want him in my locker room. Um, but Alec Martinez for sure. He's he's been a very solid defenseman in the league. Um, without a doubt. I, I, you know, I, I just, you know, I think that should be number one, finding a legitimate blue chip defenseman to play opposite Owen power in your top four. I know that was supposed to be Labushkin. Maybe it will still be at some point. The season's not over, but uh, I don't think he's lived up to that expectation yet. But if you can find a guy to play alongside power and you slide down Labushkin to your third line with Yoki Haru when he's eventually ready to come back, and that puts Jacob Bryson back up in the press box. I think you're doing really well on your own blue line, 100%. Um, I would love to get Alex Iafato come home. Who wouldn't, man? But I don't think he's leaving LA anytime soon. I believe he just signed a, he just signed a, a contract extension too. I think he would love to come home, especially who wouldn't watching this team right now not want to come play for it if you're from Buffalo, you know. You have to imagine when Patrick Kane kind of looks at the situation like, hmm, you know, Buffalo looks like a great place to play. Alex Tuck has really helped change the culture there. Don and Granado has really helped change the culture there. I mean, those guys, you know, who are from this area, you know, look at the situation and look at it as a good one. Um, do I think Patrick Kane's coming here this season? No. I don't think you should trade for Patrick Kane this season because it would cost way too much for a guy who's going to be a UFA in the offseason. That's what I say about Bo Horvat, too. You know, I would love Bo Horvat, but uh, he's probably going to demand at minimum $7 million a season, uh, you know, with this new contract. He's a UFA, and I'm not willing to trade a ton for, you know, rental. I mean, if if he's willing to sign uh, an extension, I'm all, I'm willing to listen to that, but. Bo Horvat, um, you know, typically if he had term left on his deal, that's the guy top of my list. Um, but again, maybe, maybe he would be willing to re-sign here, uh, do a sign and trade. Who knows? Uh, Don Grinnell has ties to the Hawks too. Yes, he was an assistant coach there, 100%. Uh, but yeah, again, Sabres 19th win of the season on a very emotional night uh, for the team, um, for the city of, for the city of Buffalo. Uh, for many families in the city. So, you know, going back to what took place last night uh, during Monday Night Football between the Bills and the Bengals with Tamar Hamlin. Um, the league still hasn't announced when they'll play that game. Not that that matters right now at all. Um, but uh, it was postponed last night due to the uh, catastrophic injury uh, suffered by Demar Hamlin, uh, where he collapsed in the field after taking a hit to the chest and, uh, needed CPR and AED on the field, uh, in order to, uh, stabilize his breathing. Um, if we get Pat Kane, it would be a signing in the offseason, not a trade. Absolutely. I agree. Uh, no reason to trade for that guy. Uh, fuck Patrick Kane. He comes with a lot of red flags as well. I would honestly trade Matt Savoy and a first for Maddie Beneers. I love Matty Beneers. Uh, uh, you know, both uh, Eric Portillo and um, Owen Power, both on my pod, two goalies when Mike uh, last year, and they all had both had a lot of good things to say about Matty Beneers. So I would love to have a Matty Beneers in this hockey team. I think it fit in really well. Uh, you know, Team USA, baby. 
uh, for sure. Tage with three goals tonight for his third hat trick of the season. Scored exactly three minutes into o- three on three OT a third goal there on the third January third. Yeah, you know we talked about that earlier, Jeff. Um, it, it, you know it's one hundred percent. I think an omen of good things to come. Uh, you know for Demar Hamlin on uh, everything that uh, you know everything that uh, took place last night uh, with all those threes involved tonight. Um, I think that is an omen of, of really good things to come. So again, uh, we'll see. I, I guess you can, I can only hope that that is, that is in fact the case. Sports are crazy. Absolutely. They are, but they are crazy. Um, but anything you guys want to talk about, you know, I, I, I leave the platform open to you in the, uh, in the peanut gallery over here. You know, I'm not really ready to call it quits tonight. Anybody who wants to leave a comment, um, you know, their thoughts about DeMar, the DeMar Hamlin uh, situation, uh, what what happened last night during Monday Night Football, tonight's hockey game, just thoughts and emotions. I, you know, I leave the floor up to you guys. Uh, again, would love to keep going here. We're about 36 minutes in, uh, into the show, uh, into the postgame show. Um, I'll just go over the uh, box score real quick just to give you guys a breakdown of uh, tonight's game. Uh, for both sides, uh, Buffalo, three goals and an assist from Tage Thompson. That, for him, puts him at 30 goals on the season. And points-wise, that puts him at 55 points in 35 games for – I'm not sure what this plus-minus would be. But uh, here you want to see how tumultuous the times were before, I could say, halfway through last season. Tumultuous it was – even with how good Tage Thompson was last year and this year, he's still at a minus four. Now, plus minus is a very finicky stat. Any analytic nerd will tell you, and it's true it is. It's a very misleading stat. But he's still a minus 45, uh, even with the last two seasons he's had. So it kind of shows you how much in disarray this organized franchise organization franchise was for years. Uh, when you have a guy scoring at the clip he's been scoring at for more than a full calendar year, uh, for him to still be sitting at a minus 45 plus 12 on the season. Um, you know, that really goes to show how much in disarray, um, this organization has been, uh, for sure. Um, Alex Tuck, who's been on an absolute Jeff, I, I see your comment now. Have you talked about Tuck at all? Yeah. I, uh, Tuck nonstop hustle, a really high standard of joy to joy to play hockey. 100% agree with you. Alex Tuck has been on an absolute heater. I mean, he is on pace. Last time I checked, he was on pace for over 90 points. He may be touching 100 points at this point. Um, in wins this season, Alex Tuck in 18, in, well, now tonight with 18, uh, in 18 wins, 19 wins, he's had 14 goals. And 17 assists in 18 games for uh, 31 points. And that's in 18 wins. In losses, obviously, um, only 11 points and 17 losses. Um, but, yeah, he's he's been an absolute terror, terror to deal with. And over his last five games, he's had three, seven, Eight points over his last five games, um, three goals and five assists. So he's been on an absolute tear along with Tage Thompson. 
Um, I got true leader in the room, in my opinion. Everyone knows who I feel, who I think the next captain is. It's Alex Tuck. Um, really exemplifies what it means to be a Buffalo Saber. Um, you're not going to find anybody who's going to smile more than Alex Tuck whenever he puts that jersey on, whether it's the blue and gold or the goat head. That guy just lives and breathes and was born to be the captain of the Buffalo Sabres. Uh, Dylan Cousins and Rasmus Dahlin both with assists tonight. Uh, Tyson Yost getting on the score sheet with a goal, third goal of the season. Nice to see him. Ely Labushkin with a three-game point streak with another assist tonight. Casey Middlestat, who, you know, hasn't pissed me off at all with his play over the last month with another assist tonight. Owen Power with an assist. And Jeff Skinner with an assist. Uh, and Uko Pekka Lukanen UPL with 28 saves on 32 shots tonight with some highlight real glove saves. He was an absolute treat to watch all night. And then the Washington Capitals tonight, Sonny Milano with a goal and assist. Alex Oveshkin with two goals. And as he continues to chase the great one, Wayne Gretzky, um, right now he is at 808, 808 goals. I believe the record is 894. So he inches closer with every goal to Wayne Gretzky at the young age of 37. Uh, Nick Dow with a goal tonight. Uh, Matt Irwin with an assist. Jensen with an assist. Kuznetsov with an assist. Mantha with an assist. Connor Sherry, former Buffalo Sabre. Uh, with an assist as well. Darcy Kemper, 24 saves on 29 shots. Um, can't say I blame him for really any of the goals. I thought Sabres played you know, extremely well in the offensive zone tonight. Made it hard for him to see pucks. Uh, had him moving side to side constantly. And a complete night and day difference from when they played Ottawa uh, the other night. I think uh, Ottawa forced them uh, into bad situations. They didn't give, give Buffalo much time to think when they had the puck forcing Buffalo to make quick decisions and they did not do well with making quick decisions uh, against Ottawa their night. So um, tonight was much different. The Sabres may, you know, played their style of hockey uh, and didn't make those mental errors with the puck, even when faced with having to make a quick decision. That was the biggest thing for me against Ottawa and why they lost, even though they didn't play a bad game, they ran into a hot goaltender in Anton Forsberg. But I thought, especially in the first period, Sabres were giving up the puck a lot because Ottawa was forcing them into small ice areas to make quick decisions, and they just were kept on giving the puck away. But neither here nor there. Uh, it's time to start another winning winning streak. Um, here we go from uh, Matt Soda. I look at Luke Shen for the back end cheap. I, I actually don't hate that idea. Luke Shen, even at his age, has not had a bad last couple of years. Um Pair him with power. I I don't I would agree with that. Right hand that'd be perfect for Owen Power. I think he might be a UFA too. Uh either that or he might even have just one year left on his deal. I love the idea of Luke Shen. That is not a I, I know the guys in after the whistle love the idea of Luke Shen too as well. Uh I slept quite crap last night, tossed and turned all night with the TV on the whole time. I hate seeing this happen. And I've seen number three Dale Earnhardt die. Richard Zednick got his throat cut. Owen Hart die. Yeah, I was at the Richard Zednick game. I'll touch on that too, real quick. Um, you know, I'm, I tweeted out last night that, uh, in Buffalo, not that this always happens to Buffalo, but we've kind of seen our fair share of things like this. Um, Richard Zedner, Kevin, his crowd had already cut. I was at that game. That was, that was, you could hear a pin drop in that area. I could not believe that, uh, they finished that game or even Florida watching their brother skate off the ice with blood pouring out of his neck. They were able to finish that game. Um, you know, we've seen. Kevin Everett, you know, almost paralyzed on the field 
you know, thank God for the first responders in Buffalo that day who were able to stabilize Kevin Everett and save his life. Um, you know, before most of us were born, Clint Malarchuk, who we've had on this show twice, um, deal with having his throat cut. You know, we all remember that image, you know, those who know the situation on his knees and his goal crease with blood pouring out of his neck. Uh, many, you know, many of us have seen that or haven't seen it or just know the situation and the PTSD that he's dealt with after it to this day and tried to take his own life twice after the fact and is still alive and, you know, is, has, you know, got his mental health, you know, under control, uh, with medication and, you know, being sober. Um, because sometimes people aren't willing to go see a doctor because of the stigma that's around mental health and, you know, the PTSD that you deal with when you're in accidents like that, you know, be, be well aware that DeMar Hamlin, those guys on the field, T Higgins are going to deal with that, that those images and being a part of, especially those like T Higgins being a part of that play. Um, they're going to deal with some really mental trauma after that. Like T Higgins, like I'm sure him and his family, you know, they are not doing well right now. And if anybody who tries to blame what happened last night on T Higgins, seriously, go fuck, go fucking sit on a pine cone. Like that man is dealing with a lot right now. And the last thing he needs is some idiot uh, blaming him for what happened. I don't blame Bart Scott tried to blame it on T Higgins. And he can fucking say, go sit on a pine cone because, you know, he doesn't know what he's talking about. Like that wasn't on T Higgins. Um, uh, it's, it's for me, it's, um, you know, those people who are going to deal with the trauma after the fact, um, you know, I hope that they go get the help that they'll need and, you know, not choose to face these things alone. Um, that I think if anything, Bill's mafia has shown over the last 24 hours is that it's okay to not be okay. And, uh, you know, I hope that we all deal with this in the correct manner especially those who were directly involved with it on the field when it happened. Um, but yeah, um, I, I, uh, I, it, it, again, it's, it was, it was tough. And then, um, you know, now this, you know, it, it, we've seen a lot of that in Buffalo and it's unfortunate. So um, Jake Madison, who do you think we pursue at the deadline? This team has clearly shown playoff capability. So we can be buyers, especially with our cap. Unlike previous years, we can use this buying strategy. To use. Yeah, I, I I said this on episode uh, 112, two goalies, one mic, me and Cully. Well, actually, it was after the fact. We didn't record this. But the Sabres are in a position where they kind of weaponize their cap space. Um, I'm not saying that you got to take on bad contracts for picks because I'm not looking for picks right now. I'm not. I'm looking for players who are going to help this Rod this 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 roster right now um guys like Brock Besser guys like Bo Horvat guys like I've said his name a couple times because I don't think he's having a bad year and he's got one year off his own. guys like Tyler Myers who might come back to Buffalo and he's playing well well enough in Vancouver on a very bad Vancouver hockey team and I think that is would be serviceable on this team I'm not advocating you know I'm not leading the charge to go trade for Tyler Myers but by taking on his contract and that of like another, maybe you can get, you know, a Brock Besser or a Bohor rat for much cheaper than you would normally. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I'd have to really crunch those numbers and see how uh, their contracts are broken up in terms of cap it. Um, I've had somebody mention to me that the way Tyler Meyer's contract is structured, that his last year of his deal would actually only be a $1 million cap it. 
um, which in case wouldn't be that big of a deal for Vancouver to lose that lose that cap hit because it would only be a million dollars. I Again, I have to look at it. But, uh, again, I like that idea of Luke Shen. Um, I think he would be a very serviceable, serviceable player on this team. Um, and, again, the big name um, – the big main name on everybody's list is um, Jacob Shikran. Um, I, I, and I have to agree. Um, Jacob Shikran is on a great deal. I think it's like four and a half million a year um, for the next two seasons after this. And he would fit perfectly. Like, he would make our top four, our, our, our top, honestly, all three when, when healthy, we'd be so dominant in my opinion. Darlene and Samuelson, Owen Power and Chikrin. And you'd have Labushkin and Yoki Haru as your third pairing, playing what, 12, you know, 13, 14, 15 minutes a night. And then you're anchored by those top four. I think that that would improve your team so, so much, just from a depth perspective, uh, to be able to slide those two guys down at your, to your bottom pairing. I think 100%, um, you'd have to be crazy not to think that that would be that 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 wouldn't be great here in Buffalo. Um in terms of you know trade, I like the idea of Max Domi. I think Max Domi would do really well here in Buffalo. I'm not sure what type of contract he's on. I think I want to say um I think he was part of that trade uh that sent Josh Anderson to um Montreal and Max Domi um to Columbus. I'm not sure if there's much term. I look at a guy like Max Domi, who I think would fit really well in here in Buffalo. I think he'd be a fit, perfect fit in that locker room. But, you know, you look at some of the guys that are on uh, the trade bait list, so to speak. Again, oh, sorry, I got an ad here. Um, Bo Horvat, uh, as I mentioned before, Jacob Chikrin, Brock Besser. You have two, two Vancouver Canucks in your top three there. Uh, Timo Meyer. Uh, Timo Meyer, you know, you know, that's, that's a tough one. Um, there's a lot that's going to be coming out of San Jose. Um, I think that, um, with San Jose putting, uh, Merkley on the trade, on the trade block too, I think they're really just looking to unload as much cap as they can. They're going, they're going full steam ahead, maybe to try and, you know, be in the lottery conversation for Connor Bedard, who is absolutely making history right now in the World Junior Tournament. I'm not sure how many points he's at right now. Maybe somebody in the uh, peanut gallery. I do know he overtook number one from Eric Lindros uh, for top scoring player and for top Canadian scoring player uh, at World Junior history. Um, I forget the other player that held that spot too. Um, maybe one of them. One of you guys. It was it was a tie between Lindros and this player. Uh, and Connor Bedard took over number one. Another guy, other guys, like we mentioned earlier, Eric Carlson. I think that's a huge, huge contract. He has $11.5 million cap hit. That's astronomical. Um, like San Jose would absolutely have to retain half of that contract for the remainder of it. And, and Buffalo can do that too. Like, that would be a huge addition to this team, even at his age. I believe he's like, what, 32, 33 years old. Um, I think if you're looking to make a run, he would absolutely, absolutely help you immensely. Uh, Jesse Pugliarvi, um, in Edmonton, he's always seems to be in the trade conversations. Um, always seems to be in the rumor mill. 
another guy too that you know, maybe to keep an eye on. I'm not saying here in Buffalo, but he's always, 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 always seems to be on the trade block. Um, even though I, I think he performs pretty well to 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 the standard of what he's being paid. Uh, John Klingberg, another one. He's in Anaheim now, former uh, Dallas Stars defenseman. Um, James Van Riemsdyk, and again, more names like Anthony Duclair and Max Domi come up too as well. Uh, I'm a big advocate for Max Domi. Uh, nothing's, you know, so not much has gone right for the Blackhawks this season, but Domi has played well after signing. Oh, one-year deal. Um, oh, he was with, I thought he was with Columbus. Am I wrong? Am I wrong on that? I could have swore he was with Columbus. I mean, he was with Columbus when one was traded to uh, the Blackhawks. I could be wrong on that. Uh, I'm embarrassed if I am. Whoops. Um there's a lot of names. I'm a, I guess I'm a big Max Domi fan. If he's on a one-year deal, kind of prove a deal with wherever he's at, I absolutely bring him into this locker room. I think Don Granado would do wonders with Max Domi, 100%. So uh, more comments here. Wow, third goal of the season for Yost and UPL only let in three goals. This is the greatest running stat line I've ever seen. Uh, agreed, agreed, um, 100%. So, um but with that being said, no, it was five four. It wasn't uh, he let in um, let in four goals, right? I apologize if I'm wrong with that. Uh, I believe. Uh, um, one second here. It was five four. Yes, five four. Yes, so he let in four goals. Um, but uh. He can't have number two though. <laughs> uh, uh, it was four goals. Yeah, it's right. Yeah, it's four goals. It was at a Bills game when Kevin Everett had his injury and his career ended, and how much it shook the team to its fan base. Yeah, and again, especially you know, I'm glad they called that game last night. I thought it was bullshit that they tried to tell each team five minutes and get back out on the field. I that's why I'm so thankful to have Sean McDermott as our coach. And hats off to Zach Taylor too for going to the Bills' sideline and saying, hey, let's just call this and get these guys to the locker room. They shouldn't have been on the field to begin with the emotions they were going through, being visual on national TV during that. Nobody needs to be subjected to that. Uh, 21 points. Uh, thank you. Thank you, Jake. Uh, Domi is with the Kings. Is he? Is he with the Kings? No. Dude, I am so behind. One second. Max Domi is... With Chicago. Okay, so he was with Chicago. But I think he was previously with the Blue Jackets too, was he not? Wasn't he not part of that? Uh, um, wasn't he not part of that uh, Josh Anderson trade? I want to say that he was. Yeah, yeah, he was. He was part of the Josh Anderson trade, and then he signed a one-year deal with Blackhawks, which is great term for value for a guy like him. Um Again, I, I'm a, I'm a big advocate for Max Domi. Bring him into this locker room. Uh, 24 points in the last 36 games uh, this this season. Um, I could definitely get on board with bringing Max Domi into this team, um, into this locker room. Uh, would you trade one for one mitts if his gameplay drops off for Comfer? Um, I don't think at all that Colorado would trade Comfer away. Then they just signed him to an extension. Did they not like a pretty, a pretty sizable extension as well. Um, I've always, I was always bummed out when uh, JT Confer was part of that Ryan O'Reilly deal. 
And there's another guy that's been on the trade block too. And then trade rumors, Ryan O'Reilly, you know, people thought maybe he'd make his return to Buffalo. Maybe he'd want to come back to Buffalo and play for Don Granado. I mean, I don't see why he wouldn't want to and try and revamp his career and, you know, right some wrongs here in Buffalo. Um, I mean, I wouldn't be against it. You know, again, anything to fill out and give you, give you guys, give us more depth down the middle. Um, and hopefully it would work this time around. I don't know. But with that being said, guys, um, we're almost running an hour here. Um, I love talking hockey, especially as a distraction for what what's happened in the last 24 hours. Um, Really feel honored and privileged to be on with you guys tonight. Uh, you guys helping me get through this. You know, the Sabres giving me a couple hours of, you know, of a distraction, so to speak, for, you know, what took place last night. And then to have, you know, to be able to talk about those events tonight with you guys and, uh, you know, really have this all uh, come full circle tonight. And, you know, with everything and how it all went down uh, with tonight's win and, um, with tonight's win and how, uh, you know, the Tage Thompson with three at three minutes of overtime for his third hat trick for his 30th of the season on January 3rd during three on three overtime, you can find the threes everywhere. Um, and I like, I'm so, uh, on board with that being a positive omen, uh, for, for the team, for DeMar Hamlin going forward. Uh, 100%. I'm, uh, I'm, uh, I'm just in awe. Um, with, uh, you know, the outpouring of support for DeMar Hamlin and his family and the Bills and this community. And um, happy and privileged again to be talking to you guys about it. So that being said, this has been I'll Hang Up and Listen. Um, a couple less comments here. Confer will be a UFA. I could have swore. Oh, you know what? Um, is it Confer? No, who was it? No. Never mind. I was wrong. No, um, it was Confer wasn't signed to the extension. No, it was uh, who was the player from San Jose that we did want instead of Tage Thompson? That was the guy who just sent uh, Rob Thomas. Is it Rob Thomas or Thomas something Thomas? Right. Um, he uh, he signed the hefty extension uh after the season that he had um it was not confer i would absolutely take uh confer i think he's a very solid two-way two-way center um absolutely um i i was in love with jt confer i think he's a phenomenal i think he's still even with the position he's played with colorado um still a phenomenal hockey player um i think he would fit well into this locker room and i think he's a u.s kid too maybe don granell may have some experience with him um you are helping us too, man. I appreciate that. I do. Uh, I appreciate you guys giving me your time and uh, allowing me to spew my nonsense and my thoughts onto you. Um, and uh, I've always, I love doing these post games. Bummed out when I can't on some occasions. Um, but I'm here with you guys through this, um, you know, again, through everything that's, you know, taking place. Uh, to this community over the last 24 hours. I'm here with it with you. I'm glad you're here with, with, with me. Um, and all I can say is continue to show support for DeMar Hamlin and his family. Again, I, I can't state enough. The family that lost five children in Buffalo in that house fire, please, please stand by them just as much as we are for DeMar Hamlin because they, they suffered a loss. Um, 
greater than any family should ever have to l- l- losing one child, let alone five in one fight in a fire. Um, please go show, show support. I'll tweet out that link for the GoFundMe again. Please make sure you guys get on that and continue to show support to that family. Um, last time I checked, there was a little over $45,000, $46,000 raised. But in my opinion, that's not nearly enough, you know, to help give them the fine, relieve them of the financial burden that they're about to, you know, go through with funeral costs, uh, you know, you know, all everything that everything that's going to go, you know, financially, it's going to be a burden on them going forward. If we can do anything to relieve some of that, I know this, this community can do it. Um, and please make sure that you help in any way you can. Um, and for the 49 dead from the blizzard, we just had absolutely. Uh, I, I, I kind of, so much has happened in Buffalo over the last year, man, between May 14th, um, uh, we did our best, the Buffalo strong hockey tournament to, uh, to help support those families. Um, and, uh, you know, the blizzard with 49 lives lost there, um, the Mar Hamlin, this house fire for these people that lost their lives in that just. It's gut-wrenching, man. This has not been a good year at all. Um, you know, not a great way to start the new year. Um, I just hope it gets better. I really, really do. And I'm glad that I have you guys to, you know, work out these emotions with. And, again, yep, in the top shooting May 14th. Um, but uh, with that being said, Paramount Pictures, I know you love hearing that. Uh, I'll hang up and listen. Uh, please remember this is brought to you by Outlet Liquor, the place to buy a case over on Georgia Run Boulevard. Uh, make sure on all your game day and game night needs, get over to Outlet Liquor. Tell them Dwayne from Two Goalies when Mike sent you. Uh, you know, they'll take care of you. And uh, go Sabres, go Bills, be Hamlin strong. Good night. Hey everybody, this is Dwayne from Two Goalies One Mike, a show where we give you a behind-the-mask coverage of the greatest sport on earth, whether it be happening right here in Buffalo or around the hockey world. Now you might be thinking, hey Dwayne, why would I want to hear what you two idiots have to say about hockey? Well, first of all, rude. Second of all, we bring in coaches, players, analysts from your favorite programs from ESPN to Sportsnet to TSN. We're always on it. If you're a Sabres fan or just a hockey fan, you can download us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. And of course, you can check us out at trainwrecksports.com or the Dean Blundell Podcasting Network. Thank you for your support, guys, and I'll hang up and listen. everywhere the imagination dares it's for the open-minded the pleasure seeker it's jeff woods with the new podcast about relationships and sexuality theme-based with special guests the blue hotel hotline at every episode climaxes with an adult bedtime story get a room and listen in at the blue hotel Begins Friday, September 23rd.
I'm Matt Kundal, host of the Sound Off Podcast, the show about podcast and broadcast. Since 2016, we've been speaking with amazing people who have populated your ears for decades. Legendary broadcasters, research wizards, talent experts, podcasters, voice talent, almost 400 stories, all for free. Subscribe or follow the Sound Off Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at soundoffpodcast.com.